Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. And today we have a very special guest with us for Judy Brandstetter. She happens to be the founder of this organization called By Design Brainery. Hi Judy, thank you for joining us today. Hi, it's so awesome to be on your show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So just to give context to our listeners, could you please tell us more about yourself, your career journey so far? Absolutely. So I've been in HR and talent acquisition for over 20 years. I started my entrepreneur journey in 2018. I founded a um, talent consulting company where I helped businesses with hiring and um, slowly evolved it into a online academy where I teach HR and talent professionals how to put design thinking into their day-to-day lives to help be innovative and creative with their hiring challenges as well as their HR challenges. And I also wrote two books about it. Uh, my first was Hire by Design, which is all about the talent acquisition hiring side and then HR by Design, um which kind of helps HR professionals understand design thinking. And so I figured I had two books with by design in it. Might as well create a academy called By Design <laughs> Brainery and um that's where I am today. Amazing, amazing work and I have also read about you that you also happen to be an Amazon best-selling author. So congratulations about that. There's so much to learn from today that so I feel that. So and since you have been associated with the HR industry for over two decades now and also must have seen a lot of things happening, understood the nuances of it. So and you also happen to help organizations in, you know, bettering the work when it comes to HR and hiring talent. So how do you think like a hiring manager can and you know work better to hire the best person for a particular role is like there is there something that you would like to give advice on or how do we help organizations basically absolutely so if you're a hiring manager and you have a position that you need to fill either a new position or someone left your your department the first thing you need to think about is really understanding what was that role is that role still needed today are there new responsibilities that maybe the job description doesn't have listed that that individual was doing and you really enjoyed having that person do those responsibilities so really you know get into the right space of understanding the role you need to hire and then you have to work collaboratively with your HR or your recruiter to be able to find that individual um understanding the role and being able to explain that to your recruiter or your HR professional on your team is going to help them find that person for you and the last thing i want to tell an HR manager is it's kind of like the light bulb joke when it says like how many people does it take to you know put a light bulb in how many people does it take to hire a person and that's one So if you have a great candidate up front, you should hire them and you also should high five your recruiter cuz they did a great job finding you the right person. 
Awesome. So uh, now that we have spoken about your help to the organizations uh, and we have entered a new year, like it's been just the beginning of it and a lot has already been happening. Like we see a lot of layoffs happening, a lot of organizations going topsy-turvy because of, you know, whatever is happening in the environment and the industry. So what according, according to you are some of the HR trends and practices that are going to take over this year? You know, I think for um, the layoffs that you were just talking about, the first thing is making sure HR is aligned with the business, understands those business goals, is able to be a partner um, when having these layoff situations, uh, making sure that they uh, represent both the business and the employee during those really difficult conversations. Um, so really, you know, using empathy to understand how is this going to impact the person? And is there a way for us to communicate it where it's going to not be so overwhelmingly hard for them? It's a hard conversation, period. Um, so I think a lot of it is being very direct and honest and explaining the situation. It's a business decision. It's traditionally not a employee performance decision when you do these massive layoffs. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But having that overall conversation and then being able to provide them with tools for them to successfully find their next opportunity or let them know if you would want to bring them back on if things change. So they know they have that opportunity. Um, so don't letting, do not let your employees be in the dark during those conversations. And HR really needs to be looking at all these IT trends, the, you know, the AI writing and looking at it for the pros and the cons and being that um, soundboard to the business on how they can utilize these tools or what they should be looking at that might be challenges down the road that they're going to have to be paying attention to. Yeah, definitely. And I think as you've mentioned it very rightly that, you know, HR tech taking over. Now we have artificial intelligence. Then this new chat GP thing has just arrived. And everybody's just going gaga over it. Some some people have something to share. Others have a different point of view. And some people are even saying, would it ever overtake people? Do we really need people in the HR anymore? But obviously, I don't think there would be any time where we get found without people. So I, let's see what this new year brings, brings for us. And I hope that all of us find middle grounds for using it and leveraging it for our own good and not, you know, to take it to a certain level where we feel that, okay, this has sort of like overpowered us. Mm -hmm. it, it has to be an extension to you. Technology yeah. is an extension to you. Yeah. A AI technology are never going to be able to manage people. People have to manage people. We we need that connection. We need to be able to um to, to talk to a person, not a bot. Um, but there are certain situations and certain communication times where this could be amazing. You know, if if we're looking for a yes or no answer, for example, from an employee, do we really have to pick up the phone and call them on that? Or can we use a bot for them to ask that question? You know, that might be the opportunity to use technology. But if we're laying people off, we should not be using a bot to do so. Um, so I think it's, you know, just making sure you understand what the technology can do, then looking at how can it be a positive in our organization? How can I implement it myself to understand how it works, but also be ready for the negatives because technology always has negatives, right? I mean, if you think about when email came out, it was awesome to be able, like I could email you, we're in different countries. So I could email you and instantly get it from 
from me. But at the same time, now people can steal your email and passwords and get all your information. So there's always pros and cons to technology. It's just how you're going to work with it and how you're going to handle it as an organization. Yeah, definitely. So now taking back to you. So you also happen to be a design leader, as you said in your introduction. And uh, we would love to know because not a lot of people are aware of what actually a design leader is or does. So how do you think you can help talent leaders use design thinking to make the best out of their roles and responsibility? We would love to hear it from you and, you know, receive some sort of enlightenment. Yes. So, so the first thing is um, understanding what a design leader is, is someone who uses design thinking to solve problems. And design thinking is a methodology where you really focus on the person as well as the business when making decisions. And so the first step as a design leader is to really understand your audience. Um, so if I'm a leader of an organization, my audience could be managers, employees, to clients, um, to vendors, right? So really understanding each one of those perspectives so that when I'm communicating or I'm deciding on making new policies or processes, I'm really thinking about them as much as the business. And so, you know, you have to really understand who you are serving. Then you have to be creative. You have to be innovative. You know, we can't always go back to the same ideas over and over and over again. That's how we don't evolve. So having ideation is a big part of design thinking, brainstorming, thinking about new ways of doing things. Um, and it could be as simple as changing a policy to be different to like literally, you know, completely changing the whole way HR deals with their employees. So it could be really small um, changes to really large changes. But the big thing that I think a lot of times we don't do, a lot of us will say, well, we do understand our audience. Yes, we do brainstorm, but we don't iterate. And iteration is probably the key. And that is where you're constantly trying to do better. Um, so we don't let a policy just sit there on a shelf and get dusty. We bring the policy back out and we look at it and say, do we still need this policy? Do we need to revamp it? Should it be completely taken away? Um, and that way you're constantly doing better for your employees, for your business. And so you're always trying to make sure that everything that's being used is something that's going to make sense. Yeah. And I think, as you said, it is sort of like an eva evolution, if I have to like really put it, because it like keeps on changing. You just can't stop and sit at just one point. You really need to like move ahead. And that's how it comes. So now, you know, deviating a little bit and coming on to you and your personal life not really into it but yet you know knowing it from the surface so I got to know that you've been through like a tough journey maybe mentally because you said that you there was a phase in your life when you were suffering through some sort of anxiety issues and and something like that so would you like to share something like how did you deal with it how did you keep yourself going and yet reach here where you are today which is so inspiring for all of us yeah so I um so I do suffer from anxiety. Um it's severe anxiety. It's not um something unfortunately I get to overcome. It's something I get to live with. Um sometimes it's my superpower and sometimes it's my kryptonite. And um, I've had it since I was a child and I didn't even know I had it as a child. Um, you know, I was growing up in a in a small town and um, when I would have a panic attack, they thought I was having asthma. So they all thought I had exercise-induced asthma when actually I just had anxiety and I was having panic attacks. And so throughout my life, I have gotten to learn about myself, about my anxiety and find ways to help myself get through some of those larger um, pieces of my anxiety that 
happen. Um, so, you know, I think we all have anxiety in our lives because we're human and, you know, things don't always go the way we want them to. Um, but there, there's a different level when you have severe anxiety, it can, you know, pretty much freeze you or it can make you work, you know, 10 times harder than anybody else. Um, so, you know, anyone who does suffer from anxiety, the first thing I would say is, you know, there's so many people like me who have it, um, whatever tools you need to help you use them. You know, but also share it with people. Let people know you have anxiety. Um, that way, you know, when you do go into um, these different bouts. Um, so I will have days where I'm going like a hundred miles per hour, and that really means that my body is going straight through my anxiety. Um, and I'm pushing through, and, and my anxiety is kind of forcing me to to do some maybe work that I shouldn't be doing. So if my employer knows that about me, they can then set me down and say. It seems like you might be having um, some issues today. Why don't you go home or why don't you take a break? Um, and then there's the opposite where it could be that you can't do anything. You're completely frozen. Um, and if they see that, they can then say, are you doing okay? How can we help you? Um, you know, um, mental, mental illness is something that all of us could potentially have sometime during our lives with whatever happens. Um, but if we don't talk about it and we don't engage and let people know about it, they can't work with you in a way that respects you and respects what you're going through. So the communication, I think, is key. Yeah, definitely. And more power to you. And I hope this, you know, this journey of you comes out to be so beautiful that you get to share it with, it with so many people. So many people take away so many inspiring things from you. And so that there comes a time when we, you know, we all of us understand and you know be sensitive towards it which people already are nowadays and it's going mm -hmm. better for everyone so more power to you you've been so inspiring and you continue to shine i just pray to go for that so as we move towards the end of this podcast anything that you would like to share any personal anecdote that happened in your career journey you know that stayed with you it could be anything related to you know your work experiences or any personal thing that happened at work which really stayed with you for a while yeah so when i first um, got out of college. I um I, I graduated right after 9-11. And that was during a really bad recession um, in the United States. There wasn't a lot of jobs out there. And I got this amazing job um, at a mentoring program that mentors public school children. So they connect adults to children for mentorship. And my um, the director, the founder of the mentoring program, my boss, was an amazing mentor to me. And it was an amazing mentorship because we didn't look the same. We didn't act the same. We had completely different backgrounds, um, but we were willing to truly connect and learn from each other. And so I was able to learn about the city I was living in, which is where I live today, Cincinnati, Ohio. I was from the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Um, and I got to learn this amazing city and really learn the, the positives as well as the negatives to really you know, be able to be empathetic with others, um, but able to see their perspective, but also just, you know, to love a city that I'm, I'm living in. So when you have a boss or someone you work with who is different from you, instead of shying away, connect with them, learn from them. You never know what you're going to get from that experience and, and that friendship. Amazing. And, uh, you know, it's as, as just 
somebody who happens to be you know coming from that difficult zone where things were so difficult to come out of as you mentioned that it was the time very near to 9/11 and everything wasn't as smooth as it may come out right now so you need to find somebody who helps you through and that person doesn't necessarily have to be the same as you sometimes we find people out of nowhere who help us come out and you know and that's how they stay with us for this long so thank you for joining us it was indeed a great pleasure to talk to you and to learn from you to know about you and as i mentioned throughout this that you have been so inspiring and there's so much to take or take from you thank you well, i'm inspired by you and in having this podcast and and working and and being a student I, i applaud you for um doing all these amazing things and i i wish you nothing but the best thank you thank you so much i'm really really grateful and thank you to all our listeners for joining in today uh, we shall meet again very very soon thank you